2: Com. Toyota,
1: let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code STUFF at checkout and get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful.
0: Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant with Jerry and this is stuff you should know. <laughs> <laughs> You're foaming at the mouth.
2: Jerry, don't let him bite you.
0: <gasps> boop, boop.
2: All right. You bet, Jerry, I'm going to have to put both of you down like old yeller.
1: Let's do it. It's this. about time. I knew from day one when we started working together that this is how this would conclude.
2: Yeah. <laughs> me, me shooting both of you
1: yeah. because of rabies. Putting us down. Uh, Old Yeller? Wait, you... wait. Speaking of Old Yeller, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Have you seen the kids in the hall take on Old Yeller? No.
2: <laughs> I don't funny. think so.
1: Yeah. Paul makes the kid shoot the dog and he's, his face is sprayed with blood <laughs> from the gunshot wound. It's wonderful.
2: Yeah. Worst children's book ever.
1: Oh, I guess we just spoiled it, huh?
2: Everyone knows Old Yeller gets rabies and
1: is shot. Yeah, so don't even bother emailing him.
2: But there is a happy ending. Uh, you know, Old Yeller has pups, and they get a pup.
1: Oh. So instead of, like, coming back as a ghost dog that, like, helps things turn out well for the family, mm-hmm. yeah. it left a legacy in the Dawkinsian view.
2: Right. Still the worst children's book ever, <laughs> although it teaches valuable life lessons. About death. Why you got to do that by killing Old Yeller? <laughs> I don't
1: know, but I mean, yeah. it works.
2: All right. Rabies. I I don't know. I thought we'd done this one. It seems like an obvious one for us. Uh, Yeah. It's definitely in our wheelhouse for sure. Um, I did not know this either. It is uh, a virus on every continent in the world mm-hmm. except Antarctica.
1: Which I think there's makes a sense. lot of viruses that hold that, that title.
2: That aren't on Antarctica? Sure.
1: Yeah. Inhospitable place. Yeah. And... Uh, if a virus is on every continent, chances are it's a very old one, too. And rabies yeah. definitely is extremely old. Um, people have been writing about rabies for a very long time. The Mesopotamians. You who who know mit- it's
2: old if you say that word.
1: Sure. Um, they used to have a law where if your dog was rabid, you faced a stiff penalty, a fine of sorts. We have those laws today. Sure. In the United States. I mean, a lot of our laws stem from Mesopotamia and the Code of Hammurabi. Sure. You know? Like, uh, if you watch somebody's house burn down, uh-huh. and don't do anything, that person can kill you, still today. <laughs> Just like from the code of Hammurabi. So if your neighbor's house is on fire, you have to put it out? You have to help put it out? In Mesopotamia.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, the word rabies, um, in many languages, means um, a rage or go crazy. Um, in Latin, uh, it is from a Sanskrit term, rabhas, to do violence. Uh-huh. And in French, uh, la, rage.
1: <laughs> la rage.
2: It's the sexiest form of rabies. It uh, comes from the French noun robert, meaning to go mad. So if you're not picking up on it, um, it's not a friendly virus. No. It's not the one that you get uh, a dog. Well, actually, we'll talk about that. I'm going to save it.
1: And for a long time, I mean, there was nothing we could do about rabies. Yeah. Um People went to Liege, Belgium mm-hmm. to pray to, um, Saint Hubert. Yeah. That's a round name, isn't it? Not, yeah. Saint Hubert was the patron saint of Huntsman. Okay. And, uh, Not quality footwear? No, and apparently, <laughs> apparently, no, that was Saint Clark. Uh, apparently, um, That was Saint Hubbins, actually.
2: I've not heard of that. It's a spinal tap joke. You never
1: get my spinal tap jokes.
2: No, I need to see it more than once, apparently. They're for the people out there. That's fine. There's like a hundred dudes.
1: I'll just, I'll sit here and be the straight man. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Derek
2: St. Hubbins was the patron saint of, uh, his ancestors, patron saint of quality footwear.
1: Great joke. That is a good joke, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I stepped all over it. That's all right. Um, so in Leeds, you would go and pray to St. Hubert for mm-hmm. protection. Probably not the most effective way to treat rabies. No. I don't blame people for making a pil- pilgrimage to Liege from what I understand about rabies based on researching this. It's terrible. Yeah. It's horrific. And fatal. And it wasn't until uh, the late 19th century, 1885, when the late, great Louis Pasteur.
2: Man, this dude. Uh, he What didn't that guy do to save the world? Yeah, we should. He's up in our line. And uh, now we have a kind of an ongoing line of like great scientists. Mm-hmm. Uh. So we will include him on the list, and we need to start acknowledging the ladies too. So, Madame Curie,
1: sure, we've got our eye on you, Miss. That's right. That's right. Uh, and um, anyway, so Louis Pasteur came up with the vaccine for rabies, and he was, I, he was one of the early germ theory guys. He, he was very uh, prescient person. Oh yeah. His his inoculation trials were based on the idea that if you introduced some like a low level of uh, rabies to Mm -hmm. a a living being, that living being would produce antibodies, and you could introduce increasingly larger amounts over time, and eventually the person's antibodies would be robust enough so that if they ever faced rabies in the wild, Mm -hmm. they would be able to fight it off. And he was absolutely right. What a crazy thing to think,
2: though, you know? It is. When no one knows anything about germ theory, to think like, Why don't we put the disease in the person? Sure. Maybe
1: that'll help cure it. Yeah. And I think, I think that was around for a while, but I still think it was like some arcane knowledge that not everyone knew about. And Pasteur really capitalized on it. Pretty amazing. Um, but he actually had been working on something using rabbits as uh, test cases and was basically, he proved it can work in humans. By by a boy who had uh, been attacked by a dog, I think, and contracted rabies. Yeah. Um. And uh, Louis Pasteur said, "Here goes nothing," and uh, <laughs> yeah. stuck him with the shot. And... and the parents went, "Here goes nothing." Right. He goes, "No, nothing." And they said, "Well, you said this was going to work." I said, "No such thing." It's <laughs> <laughs> good, Louis Pasteur. Thank you. It's technically that um, that. Tex, or no, the, um, Chuck Jones version of Napoleon. Right. Remember when Bugs Bunny used to hang out with him? Oh yeah. That's how I learned to do a French accent. Chuck,
2: the great Chuck Jones. Sure. Uh, so rabies, let's talk a little bit about what, what it does in your body. Um, it's really pretty vicious. It, it is a viral disease, like we said at the top, and it attacks the central nervous system, the brain and the central nervous system. Yeah. Um, it is part of the Rabdo viridae. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Family under the genus, you, you take the genus. The Lysavirus. Oh, that was too easy. It was easy. Um, and it is shaped like a bullet. And when it comes in the body, it, uh, basically goes as fast as it can. <laughs> like a bullet. The, to the spinal cord. Yeah. Um, through something called, uh, afferent nerves with an A. They carry impulses toward the central nervous system. Right. As opposed to efferent with an E. They carry impulses away.
1: But it uses both. So this virus yeah. travels along, um, the neural pathways through the central nervous system. And it goes immediately to the central nervous or the spinal cord and then up to the brain. Yeah. And in the brain, that's where it replicates. Vicious. You remember like HIV replicates inside uh, T helper cells? Yeah. Well, rabies is a virus that replicates inside uh, your neurons, yeah. your brain cells, which is not a good place for a virus to start doing its replicating, right? That's right. And right after it starts replicating in the brain, it makes a second stop, a very important stop, to your salivary glands. And the reason it does that is because that is the number one mechanism of transmission for rabies.
2: Yeah, that's when you see the foaming at the mouth. Mm-hmm. It's not just a uh, uh, symptom of rabies, but that's the main way that you're going to get it, is by being bitten uh, by something with uh, all kinds of nasty, rabid saliva.
1: Right. And apparently, because this stuff is... um wrecking your brain by hijacking your brain cells and destroying them. There's two different versions of rabies, right? Yeah. Encephalitic, which is also known as the furious form of rabies. That's the
2: one you think of when you think of a crazy, rabid dog right. that's hallucinating and running around in circles and chasing its tail and biting at the air. Right. Um, old Yeller, basically, although they toned it down a bit.
1: They did because they didn't want to scare the kids. Before they shot <laughs> really and killed them, yeah. Uh, and then there's the paralytic or dumb form, and that one is um, more like lapsing into a coma, basically. Right. Um, and I don't know. Surely there's no way to predict which way the the Things the virus is going to go in a human, right? Because it's destroying brain cells. Yeah. I would think it would just be totally accidental whether it went toward the encephalitic or the the, um, paralytic form. That's a good question. You know, it would just depend on where it lodges first, right?
2: Yeah, but both of the forms are in the acute stage. Um, And here's what's so scary. Once it's in the acute stage, once it's hit your central nervous system, you're done.
1: Depending. almost
2: exclusively done.
1: And we'll talk about that. That's, that is the, for a very, for millennia, the, um, this, the idea behind rabies is like it was, it's a fatal disease, 100% fatal. Yeah. Except now they've started to find a few cases here or there that's not the case and it's, they're starting to wonder, okay, is this something we could treat right. after people are traditionally goners?
2: Well, that's a great tease. So let's, uh, take a break. And we'll come back right after this with more on rabies.
0: Stuff with and Charles, stuff you know. Hey Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented
2: because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
1: Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech for a limited time only. Save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. That's right.
2: You can unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, the most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories.
1: And when you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything.
2: That's right. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at Dell dot com slash deals. That's D.E.L.L. dot com slash deals. OK, so we mentioned the two forms. They're both in the acute stage and uh, apparently both stages can happen uh, in a single case. It's not necessarily one or the other. Right.
1: It makes sense. Yeah. Like if this region of your brain is wrecked and you're furious and raging, well, eventually it's going to get to the part of your brain where you like, you can't move or breathe and you slip into a coma and die of respiratory distress. Right. You know,
2: but also got the impression that wasn't necessarily like, that's the path. Like it can right. start in the dumb stage as well. Yeah. That's right. what I'm
1: saying. Like it would just depend on where the virus, what part of your brain, the virus goes to, it's right. got to, you know? Yeah. Um, something i didn't realize about rabies chuck was that it's exclusive to mammals. I knew that. I didn't. Um but i also
2: have wondered over the years like why isn't like a rabid squirrel would be your worst nightmare, i imagine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know. Cuz they'll already come at you. Yeah. You know, and a rabid one would definitely come at you. <laughs> one of the one of the um traits of a of, or symptoms of a rabid mammal is that a wild one has no fear of humans. Yeah,
2: they're aggressive. Right. Um, in fact, there's a case I looked up, as I often do, just in the news. And um, a little boy in New Jersey just this week was attacked by a raccoon. Oh yeah! This raccoon leapt onto his back while he was walking down the street during the day. Oh. And we will get to the hallmarks, but that's very important. If you see a nocturnal animal cruising around during the day mm-hmm. at great speeds, stay away. Oh, yeah. You're not supposed to see raccoons in the neighborhood during the day.
1: Yeah, just go get your paw's BB gun.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but call animal control, and they'll get their BB gun. Sure. Um, but, yeah, this little boy was, was, this raccoon jumped on his back and started biting his face and neck.
1: Where did you learn to pronounce Threat- certain
2: words? Raccoon? Raccoon. <laughs> no, I say raccoon. That's just one of my jokes. Oh, okay. People don't know, though. When I said Alex Baldwin... Yeah, I know. People literally wrote in and were like,
1: what is know? wrong with you, Chuck? Like, it's Alec. How'd you miss 30 Rock?
2: And Alec Baldwin said, uh, I don't care.
1: Yeah, I don't know who this Chuck is.
2: So anyway... Um, <laughs> that was Clint Eastwood. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um The little boy, I think, is going to be okay, which is the good news. Good. But um it's... uh Well, we'll get to the rarity of it in well, the United States. Plus,
1: he was attacked in New Jersey, which is in the U.S., which means he's going to be just fine.
2: Right. But uh long way of saying that... um squirrels and mice and and other smaller animals typically don't get it and it makes good sense is because if they are attacked by a rabid animal mm-hmm. they're they're small and probably won't survive like they could very well get rabies Every sign says they can, yeah. but they'll probably, poor little mouse, will probably just die.
1: Right, because if a raccoon gets its hands on a mouse... And it's all over. ...and it bites it, that saliva is going to be transmitted to the wound, yeah. but you also need the host to be alive for the virus to replicate in that host. So exactly. So if their neck is broken and they're dead, then that it's not going to work. But yeah, absolutely. But they woodchucks, can. you said?
2: Yes. You can get a woodchuck with yeah. uh, rabies.
1: Woodchucks, raccoons, apparently in the United States, raccoons are the most common vector for the disease. Yeah. Um now. Yes. Uh but for the most part it's larger slight, slightly larger small mammals. Does that make sense? Yeah. Woodchucks, raccoons, medium-sized mammals. Medium-sized <laughs> on the smaller side. A, s- small to medium? A medium-sized mammal to means like um I guess a raccoon. Okay.
2: Uh, and it takes a few months, uh, for the disease to run its course in an animal, but the scary thing is, it can lie dormant in humans for years. Right. Months or years. That's very scary. Super scary.
1: Yeah, because you guys don't realize it's like you think it's like frothing at the mouth or something. No, the rabies virus is one of the scariest viruses on the planet. It is. Um, so, like I said, saliva is the mode of transmission for most, uh, rabies cases. And you can catch it very easily. Technically, if you had like an open wound and you like rubbed your finger where the open wound was, I guess I should have specified that earlier. Sure. uh, On the saliva of a rabid raccoon, you could easily catch rabies. Right. But that's an uncommon thing to do. You could also, if you um, took the brain of that raccoon and rubbed it on your open wound of your finger... You could also catch it. Even more uncommon. But if you came across a raccoon's poop that was rabid and you you took it and just rubbed it all over your hands to camouflage the scent of your hands. Probably the most uncommon. You would not catch (laughs) rabies. That's the good news. Yeah. It doesn't transfer in the feces or the uh, blood or the pee. Yeah. The urine. Pee.
2: (laughs) The pee pee. Uh, Oh, man. It's been pee fest at my house. You want a little quick side story? Sure. I changed the litter box uh, before I went to Birmingham, uh-huh. and four days later, we realized that I didn't put litter in the litter box. I emptied it, oh. put the lid back on, put it back in, uh-huh. rushed out of the door to drive to Birmingham, Right. and four days later, we were like, our cats are sick because they're peeing on everything in the house. Emily went over, and she went, hey, well, I won't say what she said. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, hey, honey. Yeah. Uh. Guess what? There's a lake of urine in the litter box and it's all your fault.
1: Oh man.
2: So, uh, we had to throw a lot of things away in our home that previously were working just fine.
1: Man.
2: And, uh, I got the Dummy of the Year award in our house.
1: That's cool. You should Instagram that trophy.
2: <laughs> Dummy of the Year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, it's a tattoo now on my, on my lower back. Nice. Of Alfred E. Newman. So anyway, we, we've been in urine land.
1: That is so gross. It
2: is so gross. And cat pee is not, you know, it's, it's tough to mask. So we're, <laughs> yeah. we're really, uh, our work Especially is for us. Especially lakes of it. <laughs> Man, Yow. what a dummy. So, uh, anyway, just uh, the moral of the story is litter is a very important part of the litter box.
1: Yeah. So. And luckily, if your cats are rabid, you wouldn't have caught anything from that.
2: No, but I'm sure I have, uh, what's it called? What's the cat disease from changing litter?
1: Oh, uh, Toxoplasmosis yeah, Gandhi. I'm
2: sure I've had that for years. Sure, That's
1: um, why you do most of the things you do. That's
2: right. So uh, it is a very adaptive disease. Um, and here's another scary thing. Although it's, it's not that scary because it's super, super rare. Yeah. But in laboratories, it, it has been transmitted through the air, aerosol transmission. And they have found one <laughs> case where it actually happened in the wild. But it was uh, a cave that had like... Tens of millions of infected bats, like, sneezing and coughing up their junk everywhere. Right. And in that case, uh, someone got rabies supposedly through, like through the air. I think three, three people walked people. into the cave in Texas. But that, that's, uh, again, uh, not something you need to worry about.
1: Yeah. But humans can spread it too. And, and remember, you can spread it through saliva, which means that if you are kissing, especially kissing with tongue. French style. A uh, rabid person, and remember, it can take months if not years for the symptoms to set on, um, you could conceivably catch rabies from that. You yeah. can also catch it as an STD uh, through sexual contact, they believe. Sure. This is the CDC- Theorizing at this point. There's no documented cases. Right. Um, And then you could also uh, conceivably catch it from, like, sharing a cigarette with somebody or drinking after somebody uh, using the same glass. Again, in theory. Any transmission of shared saliva. But
2: here's the scariest one to me. Um, It has happened before where you get a a transplant of an organ, typically a corneal transplant, Mm -hmm. and get rabies that way.
1: Yeah, it's like
2: I we accidentally gave you a
1: cornea with rabies. Yeah. Sorry. And one of the problems you think, well, how could that possibly happen? Apparently rabies is very hard to detect. Yeah. And the main places to detect it, remember it doesn't show up in your blood or anything like that. Yeah, no, your inner feces. Is um in the saliva and in the uh, um brain. The brain.
2: Well, yeah, and the saliva, it's not even super accurate and it takes longer. So for the past 40 years in the United States, the way they test for rabies if an animal has bit your child is they capture it and they cut its head off. Yeah. And inspect the brain. Right. That's horrifying. It is. Uh, but unfortunately, like necessary, I guess, if a raccoon
1: bites your kid, off with the head. Maybe an animal lover on. out there who's a developing scientist will come up with a better, test. more accurate rabies test that will save the lives of thousands and millions of woodchucks around the world. But I wonder how many times they've been like,
2: oh, thankfully no rabies. Yeah. No, I'm sure. But sorry, your head is cut off.
1: Yeah. Like imagine being the clinician who did that. That's yeah. kind of bum you out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's like. This thing's head was cut off because somebody thought it had rabies. Terrible.
2: All right. So um, everybody um, knows through uh, popular culture and things like Old Yeller that the foaming of the mouth of a crazed looking dog is a pretty good sign to stay clear. Right. But there are many other ways, uh, especially if they have the dumb form that you might not know. Yeah. Uh, and here are some of the symptoms. Uh, partially or fully paralyzed animal. Right. Uh, loss of appetite. Yeah. And a lot of these can be confused for other things, because my dearly deceased dog, Lucy, probably ticked off about 90% of these.
1: Well, she really liked PCP.
2: <laughs> Strange behaviors, like snapping at the air or turning in circles. Lucy did that. Uh Nocturnal animals who wander during the day. Um Like I said, if you see a raccoon walking around during the day, it's not a good sign. No. Drool excessively. Lucy drooled. Uh Wild animals who show no fear of humans. Uh, signs of pica, like eating things that aren't food. Lucy did that all the time. Yeah. Um, sporadic changes in mood or behavior. Lucy. Restless or aggressive. Eh, no. Obviously disoriented. Lucy. Uh, and then a change in voice, which I thought was strange. She was like,
1: Chuck. How's it going?
2: Uh, and generally it varies by region. So like maybe here in the south, raccoons. Or maybe in another place it might be skunks, largely.
1: Right. with well, the the animals that have it the most. Right. Um. Yeah. But apparently in the United States it's raccoons for sure. They have yeah. the most. But the mode of transmission in the United States um comes through uh, bats more frequently.
2: Yeah, that's the big the big daddy these days. So if
1: you get like a hundred bats and a hundred raccoons, more raccoons are going to have rabies. But you're more likely to catch rabies from a bat than a raccoon. Yeah. And why is that? Well, there's a few reasons. Bats can get into places that raccoons can't. Sure. Um, and uh, bats also have very tiny teeth. Yeah. Uh, and if you're sleeping in a room and you wake up and there's a bat in it, it's recommended that you kill that bat and take it in for rabies testing. Yeah. Um or captured is, alive, again, so they can kill it. So then they can kill it for <laughs> yeah. you. They can do your dirty work for you. Um But the the reason why is because a bat's teeth are so fine that y- you can have been bitten in the night and it wouldn't have woken you up. You won't you won't know that you were bitten. Yeah, but you may have contracted rabies in that case.
2: Yeah, see our excellent episode on bats.
1: Yeah, which which is sad good to say because they bats are wonderful. Yeah, remember we just came like. We, bat crazy over that one yeah
2: very uh bat friendly podcast
1: yeah so don't, don't kill the bats as a matter of fact just look the other way if you see a bat in your room because <laughs> something bad is going to happen to that bat
2: uh if your dog uh we'll take a break after this but if your dog is potentially bitten by an animal you think might be rabid they will be isolated for 10 days mm-hmm. um and if they make it through that 10 days then you're home free uh if they don't sadly that means you have to go the old yeller route, except these days it's much more humane. Well, I don't know about more humane, but they don't take it behind the barn and shoot it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I would call that more humane. Sure. But in, you know, rural Texas, they might be like, no, that's quick and easy and painless. Yeah. Just like the shot.
1: <laughs> what, the lethal injection? Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm sure that's what they call it in Texas.
2: Okay. All right, let's take a break then. I'm going to... uh Get your stuff together? Get my stuff together and we'll come back with more rabies.
1: Learning stuff with Joshua and Charles,
0: stuff you know. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
1: Dell Tech Fest starts now to thank you for 40 unforgettable years Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech for a limited time only. Save on select, next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. That's right. You can unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, the most
2: advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories.
1: And when you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything.
2: That's right. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at Dell dot com slash deals. That's D.E.L.L. dot com slash deals.
1: Chuck, you ever been to Bali? Nope. You haven't? Neither have no. I. Okay. Well, Bali, um, like Hawaii and some other places around the world is actually a, um, r- it was a rabies free zone. A place where, like, no cases of rabies have been reported. Yeah. Uh, they're usually isolated, mm-hmm. which makes it hard to get rabies into. Yeah. And they usually also have some, um, really top notch governmental restrictions. Like, if you try to take a dog in or out of Hawaii. Yeah. It takes a very long time and a lot of paperwork, and one of the reasons why is because they don't want rabies coming into their to their state. Are you taking Momo to Hawaii? No, that's why. Yeah, she would be, but no, we she, basically she would get out of quarantine about the time we were leaving. Gotcha. So, um, but my in laws moved, and they they took their uh, dogs with them and moved like, to Hawaii. A, yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, I'm sure. But in Bali specifically, they were rabies free until 2008. And, um, some dogs contracted rabies somehow and bit some people and some people died and it was a big deal. Oh, I'm sure they were like, oh, great. There goes our rabies free <laughs> designation. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So well, they, they can get it back though, right? Well, yeah. Um, the government has been, uh, eradicating aggressively the, uh, rabies that was found on the island. And I'm not sure if they're doing this. I know they're doing a lot of euthanizing or they did. In the affected areas. But in the United States, um, some wildlife services, they're leaving basically what amounts to, like, a high dose of um, oral rabies vaccine. Yeah. As tasty bait out, just out in the woods to try yeah. to, like, control rabies in the raccoon population. Apparently, it doesn't harm humans or dogs, too. Right. The bait. And the reason that they're doing this is because they saw what a great work, what a great job at eradicating... Rabies among dogs in the United States. yes yeah. because it used to be that rabies in the U.S. was very frequently transmitted by dogs, and in a lot of the rest of the world, um, the dogs are still a major mode of transmission, right? Sure. But in the U.S., a uh, uh, rabies vaccination push among um, pets has really lowered that. Yeah. That in the in the dog population, especially.
2: Yeah, and push meaning laws. Sure. Um, I don't think it's in every state now but i think most states now yeah. uh, require by law it's that you're
1: pretty sensible yeah if you have a pet you should have a non rabid pet yeah like who would say no no i
2: don't i don't want my dog getting that rabies fine range would say that probably so uh it, this is the most recent stat we have in 2006 um 0.011% of all rabies cases in the united states were uh almost said feline were canine
1: Eleven thousandths of a percent,
2: yeah, so that's virtually nil, and I believe um in two thousand six that same year, not one case of rabie's death came from an American dog,
1: not one case of human rabie's death, right correct yeah,
2: yeah, and then uh twenty four percent of all u s wildlife uh, rabies cases are bats,
1: yeah, which led to in two thousand six um Two of the three rabies related deaths were from bat transmissions, bat bites. It's yeah. not good. Actually, let me
2: I, I spoke wrong. That it wasn't in two thousand six, It was only since nineteen ninety five. Oh gotcha. There has not been one case of death from an American dog. Man. So that's great. They've really kind of eradicated that here.
1: That's right. But elsewhere in the the world, um again, catching rabies from being bitten by a dog is still a real problem. As a matter of fact, the World Health Organization called rabies among neglected diseases. Yeah, one among of the most, the most ne- neglected. One of the most neglected yeah. among neglected diseases. There's still thirty thousand to seventy thousand people who die every year. It's around one every ten minutes. Yeah, from rabies That's in crazy. the developing world. Like, yeah. think about that. In the United States. Three people died in 2006. That was a bad year. Yeah. 70,000 people, as much as 70,000 people around the world, are dying from rabies. And these, uh, the countries that have these really high rabies mortality rates in humans are also the ones that usually have um, the least amount of money to uh, pay for inoculations. Yeah. And also, even further, have even less money to inoculate their dogs. Right. So there's a huge push right now among scientists to be like... Um, Rest of the world, you guys need to pay to eradicate rabies at least in the dog population around the world. Yeah, do something.
2: Uh, and uh, and also, when you have that uh, rural uh, areas, they're not able to get to the clinics to receive those uh, regular inoculations.
1: Yeah, because so Pasteur came up with the rabies vaccine, and basically his technique has been only slightly altered over the years. Um, it's still. A series of shots in the United States the, or the West. The ones that we have are five shots the o- over the course of a, a period of time. Yeah, and again, it's boosting your immunity slowly, and it's a very similar thing in the uh, in uh, what did the guy in the in the email say for the last the last listener mail. Instead of developing. World. Oh, uh,
2: lower income countries
1: in lower income countries, um, the, they they have a schedule as well. It's not all getting them at once. They have to boost your immunity. And you, it may not be something like driving down the street to the minute clinic to get this stuff done. Right. You may have to travel quite a ways and again, miss some work. So it's a big problem. Yeah. Um, you mentioned
2: Pasteur's brilliant idea. He used the it's called an attenuated uh, form of rabies. It's it's weakened. But still alive that he gathered from spinal cords of animals. Right. Uh, these days they kind of do the same thing, but it is, uh, not a live form of the virus. It is a dead form of the virus, but like you said, the same idea is that we'll give you this slowly and before it reaches your spinal cord, ideally. That's a big one. Um, ideally, if you want to live, then you've <laughs> right. built up the immunity.
1: Yeah. Hooray.
2: Yeah. Uh, there
1: are some, if you, uh, have some extra dough in your pocket and want to help out some groups, there's, um, a couple of groups that are working to eradicate rabies in low income countries like Rita, rabies in the Americas and rabies free rabies free world are both working to eradicate rabies elsewhere.
2: Yeah. And if you have been bitten by a animal that you were worried about, <laughs> um, I would just immediately you know, if I got bitten by a squirrel or something, yeah. I would go to the doctor and just get it checked out, yeah. obviously, immediately.
1: You don't walk that one off. But here are some... Just, oh, it's a little sting. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Like, uh, the, like the man who castrated himself and then sat down to dinner in the 19th century. Remember we talked about him? Oh, yeah. He read his Bible and then ate dinner and then then went to the doctor.
2: Right. <laughs> here are some of the symptoms in humans. Humans? Human beings.
1: Not human beings?
2: I bury it. Are uh, you rabid? Stomach pain.
1: That's a change in personality right there.
2: <laughs> anxiety. I'm also biting at the air. <laughs> uh stomach pains, anxiety, restlessness, fever. Do you have any of this? Nope. Increased aggression, sore throat, uh excessive saliva, hallucinations, delirium. If that's happening, you you are really like should go to the doctor. Yeah. Coma.
1: Sporadic pulse. <laughs> At that point you should have someone take you to the doctor. <laughs> and then something called hydrophobia,
2: which we should cover.
1: That used to be a word for rabies. Like you could say that person has rabies, or you could say that person has hydrophobia, and it used to mean the same thing.
2: And what and why? What's the deal with hydrophobia? It's a
1: it's an intense, unreasonable fear of water that develops from rabies symptoms, apparently.
2: Yeah, because I think drinking is uh you have a very violent, painful spasms and responses to trying to swallow water right, and so you become fearful of water
1: That's crazy, which it is. is really, really sad because you're drooling and you're producing tons of saliva, but you also are just dying of thirst, basically. Yeah. but if you do drink anything the the pain from the your throat muscles contracting is so bad that you will just not drink you would just rather not drink anything yeah. and and apparently you become fearful of even the concept of drinking so you get scared of water that's also because your brain is deteriorating at a rapid rate man but yeah this is not fun this is not nice stuff and and again for years and years and years and years up until like the last few years i think the the common conventional wisdom was if you if rabies got to your central nervous system, yep. bye-bye. Yeah. We might as well old yellow you because you're not going to survive and you're going to die. One of the worst deaths we could think of. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't until 2004.
2: When Is it, the lucky lady?
1: Yeah, Gina, Gina Geiss. I thought you were going to say Gina Gershon. No. It's like, oh, that's what happened to her. Gina Geiss. <laughs> she was a girl, a teenager in Wisconsin who was um, bitten by a bat, I think. And some doctor said, um, you're a goner. Yeah. But I'm not going to give up on you, Gina. No way. No how. <laughs> uh, sleep now, baby. I'm going to put you in a, a, a coma. <laughs> and he put her in a medically induced coma and it was enough so that her body was able to fight off the, um, the rabies infection. Amazing. So she survived the rabies infection without being inoculated previously. Yeah. And um, apparently, without the inoculation being given to her in a rapid enough time, right. So she literally survived a rabies infection. And now they call that procedure the Milwaukee Protocol, and it saved five more people's lives. The mil- they call it that? Yeah. And there was a study in Peru uh-huh. and uh, in the Andes, a lot of uh, Peruvian groups live near bats, Sure. they have to deal with bats. yeah. And apparently, some Peruvians have developed immunity. To rabies. Oh, wow. And Just by they, being around them? They documented, I think, about a dozen Peruvians who survived rabies without any inoculation. Wow. So they're saying, okay, this, this isn't a 100% fatal disease. We can work with that. But so it's, it's like it's, really big gangbusters news as far it's as It's almost like
2: concerned. a natural inoculation that's happening, though. The same idea, right? They're getting exposed to it. Gradually,
1: I don't know. I don't know if, if sense, these right? people had been bitten before, or if some sort of inoculation was passed down to them uh, through heredity. Oh uh, yeah, you know, like I don't, I'm not sure.
2: Like Grandpappy was strong against the rabies, right? So I am
1: right. That's how genes work.
2: All right, from 1950s to the roughly mid 1980s, uh, the horror stories were true. You did get like upwards of 20 to 23 shots in the belly, in the abdomen, oh, to treat rabies. Uh, With
1: big needles, right?
2: Yeah, that was not an old wives' tale. It was a very painful procedure. Um, I tried to find out why it was done in the belly, and the only thing I could find, it's completely unsubstantiated, but makes sense. Apparently, after you start having these shots, um, somewhere between 10 and 20, you start having really bad reactions and inflammation. uh uh-huh. And, but you need to give them in the same area, so the belly was the largest part well, that makes sense. of the body that you could still find a place to give the injection. Right. So I don't know if that's true or not. That
1: makes it, sense. It definitely does. Uh, and we have to mention Ozzy Osbourne. What, biting the head off a bat? Yeah. It wasn't a live bat, you know. Well,
2: there's different stories. Uh, he Ozzy's, swears
1: up and down it wasn't a live no, bat. No, no, no.
2: He swears it was alive because uh. he felt the head moving in his mouth.
1: Oh, other people have said that it wasn't alive. The though. fan
2: that threw the bat on stage said it was dead. Uh-huh. Ozzy's Ozzy. Right. He's like, it was alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Ozzy. Uh, thank you. But that is not an old why. He also bit the head off a pigeon at a party, but um, he thought the bat was a toy, apparently, did bite the bat's head, and did get those injections uh-huh. as a preventative measure, but he did not... Ever contract rabies. Smart. Um, and this, you know, who knows? It's also called a, a legend in some circles, so.
1: But I, I think it really happened. It's you, documented. While I was researching this, I was like, wow, I am not inoculated against rabies. Maybe I should just go ahead and do that. That'd be kind of neat to be like, go ahead and bite me, raccoon, you crazy raccoon. I'm fine. And then you could continue your ongoing battle with your squirrels, your porch, yeah. porch deck squirrels. No, the squirrels one, I had to take down the bird feeder. You just gave up? No, the condo complex was like, you're not allowed to have those. They attract squirrels. I'm like, yeah, no doubt they Uh, attract squirrels. I know. So I said, all right, it's fine. You got anything else? Nope. Rabies. If you want to know more about it, type that word into the search bar at howstuffworks.com, R-A-B-Y-S, and it will bring up this uh, awesome article. (laughs) I know, I know. I'm just teasing. All right. Do you want me Josh, to spell it correctly? really not spelled that way.
2: <laughs> R-A-B-I-E-S. That's right. All right. I'm, uh, did you say the...
1: Oh, and since I misspelled something, it's time for a listener mail.
2: Uh, I'm going to call this um, Cringe Worthy Experience.
1: Oh, God. Why did we ask you this?
2: Hey, guys. I've been listening for a couple of years, writing for the first time to tell you a compelling story about the time my dad's eyeball fell out of his head. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps I should say it was forced out of his head. It takes place before I was born, uh, but the way he tells it, it will make you hesitant to go water skiing.
1: See, my dad was a mob enforcer in Las (laughs) Vegas. (laughs)
2: In particular, you wouldn't want to let your uh, your body or your face become parallel to the water surface when you're going around a bend in the uh. river. So, when that happens, you could experience what happened to my dad. His face skimmed the water, uh. and the force of that caused his eyeball to pop right out of his head.
1: Oh, my God!
2: It's stuff that urban legends are made of. So there my dad is, in, in excruciating pain, treading water with his eyeball in the palm of his hand. Uh. If you're ever so lucky as to have your eyeball outside of your head... Hope that it's still attached, like my dad's eyeball was.
1: Can you imagine he got river water in his eye socket?
2: <laughs> oh my God. He forced it back into his eye socket, and there was nothing else he could do at that crucial moment, as I understand that he never went to see a doctor.
1: <laughs> and his eye has been turned at a 45-degree angle ever since.
2: <laughs> his name is John Rambo. That is crazy. crazy. Uh, she said he was relieved uh, six months later while... Uh, the white static he was seeing slowly started to return, uh, and he had normal vision once again. Uh, that's outcome bias. If I've ever seen it, cringe. If you experience any squeamish feelings, I consider it a story well told.
1: Yeah, well, well told story, though.
2: That is from uh, Lena, or Lina, in uh, California. California, yeah. Boy, I don't know. Her dad has made us some tough stuff if he did <laughs> yeah. not go to a doctor.
1: He's like Hiro Unada. or. Oh, it, uh simohiah
2: yeah crazy
1: so uh somebody else wrote in and got me um about having to get shots like up their nose that one got me too so whoever wrote in with that one hats off
2: well at least this guy uh, got a great nickname out of it old river water socket jimmy
1: yeah the mouthful (laughs) Uh, if you have a cringeworthy story, keep it to yourself. Send us something else in via tweet to SYSK Podcast or join us on Facebook.com uh, slash stuff you should know. Send us an email to StuffPodcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, StuffYouShouldKnow.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.
1: You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you'll have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply.